the one thing we learned during the bid is that people want to take part. And if we want those games to be a success, we, we need to bring them closer to the people. Obviously, here the pandemic is has been difficult for our Japanese friends, but but we know that trend is very strong, and and we have an opportunity with Paris to again get out of the stadium. Hi everyone, and welcome once again to the Sports Pro Podcast. My name is Owen Connolly. I'm the editor at large at Sports Pro. Hope you're well. And I hope you're enjoying the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games. Our guest this time, you just heard from him a bit there, is going to be telling us all about the next Summer Olympics. Etienne Taubois is the Chief Executive of the Paris 2024 Local Organising Committee. He's currently in Japan with his team, learning what they can from the operation on the ground there. But he found some time to join us to discuss that knowledge gathering exercise and what's in store once the Olympic flag changes hands after the closing ceremony a few days from now. He runs us through the latest with the commercial program and how that's adapting to economic challenges, how the pandemic is affecting Paris' own preparations and the added expectation that comes with staging what will, we hope, be a return to a full event. We also discuss the game's concept for 2024, technology, mass participation events and efforts to get people moving and its planned use of urban spaces and existing venues to connect with the French public. Etienne explains a bit too about how it reflects new ideas, not least in Paris, about the future of cities themselves. Lots to get through and hopefully lots to get from it. If you are enjoying the Sports Pro podcast, we would love it if you could subscribe to the show, like and share our content on social media using the hashtag SportsProPod and leave us a nice rating and review on your preferred podcast platform. That will all help us to grow our audience, but more importantly, it also brings the community we have around the pod that bit closer together, which sounds lovely, doesn't it? Podcast at sportspromedia.com is the email address if you want to get in touch. Okay, let's get on with today's edition. Here is Etienne Taubois. You're listening to the Sports Pro Podcast. Etienne Taubois, Chief Executive of Paris 2024. Welcome to the Sports Pro Podcast. Hello. Hello from Tokyo. So you are over there with uh, uh, with your exploration committee, uh, learning everything you can about staging an Olympic Games before your go in three years' time now, which is is unusual for uh, for summer hosts. What are your priorities for this week? What what have um, what have you been doing? What have you been learning? Well, you know, it's uh, first of all, it's fantastic to be here. We're very excited because it gives a, it gives us, a, as you say, a, a, a feeling of what's going to be in three years' time in Paris. Uh, uh, very exciting to learn, very exciting to observe. Also, uh, it's always good to see that that we are on track and ready to take the baton. We know we're the next one, uh, so the excitement is building. Uh, but it, it's good to be out there. It's good to be. Uh, here in Japan and to see some competitions and we can't thank enough our Japanese friends for putting this up because for them it's been a long journey yeah, with the with the pandemic and the situation but but frankly what they are delivering is just uh, is just amazing the athletes that that, that we talk to are, are are really happy about what's happening in in in, in the venues uh, in the village the conditions and 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 we are learning a lot as you mentioned we, we are uh, we 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 have a team here that is uh, uh, looking at uh, what's happening, observing, and you know, areas like obviously no spectators, but areas like technology, transport, venue management, obviously uh, very important for us. So 
we're kind of checking the box of, of where we stand and and uh, and we feel good about it what's um what's the sort of size of team that you've got out there obviously it's an, an olympic games with lots of compromises but that's going to include some for yourselves in terms of what your activities are this week we had to cut down a little bit on, on, on our observer program, but the IOC uh, made sure that it was maintained. And, and actually, we've been welcomed very well by our Japanese friends. Uh, and and in, there are areas, uh, we talked about the spectators, there are areas that are not really impacted. And we obviously focused on those areas uh, as an observer program. Uh, and, and also, you know, the games is, is, is a big machine. There is a dynamic around it. Uh, uh, how things are organized between the various stakeholders, uh, whether it's the IFs, the NOCs, the IOC, uh, the organizing committee, the governance forces. So for us, it's it's very interesting to see how all that communication, how that integration works. Uh, not to mention, obviously, the uh, the things that uh, we we we're always trying to project huh, what would be our our, our games, and, and we are trying to check up things like you know looking at the environmental policies that are very important for us. What are Japanese friends doing? Um, what they're doing in terms of uh, heat mitigation measures, for instance. It's very hot and humid here. Uh, we learn a lot there. Uh, how technology evolves. Uh, we got more and more technology into, into the game's preparation, to the game experience. So, you know, lots of apps here. Uh, <laughs> even IOC members, uh, uh, you know, going around with their apps uh, and, and doing things. So, so all that is, is, is very interesting. And, uh, and, and we try to learn a lot from that to to see that that our ambition uh, for for our Paris twenty twenty four games, you know, open games, and uh, are actually aligned with what he's doing. It's it's like a baton, it's a relay, and we see an evolution uh, games after games, and this one are, are no exceptions. You know, when you talk about stuff like the environmental policies and and technology, those are things where the expectations are going to be different even three years on from now. So how much are you kind of planning past this event as, as you're going and how much are you learning and adapting um, from the games that have gone before? Well, I think what you're saying is really true. I mean, things are going really fast, especially in those two areas. Uh, technology definitely is more and more used and then more and more uh, support to, uh, first of all, optimize resources, but also optimize the experience of, of, of everybody involved. And if you look at what OBS is doing today, you know, in, in the services, uh, you can do much more remotely. You can use uh, the technology to to optimize your resources. That's a very important area, uh, and and how you bring more experience through technology. No spectators here again, but I know the Japanese, and and, and we've talked about it. Uh, had many plans around spectator experience uh, in relation with technology. Uh, so this is the kind of thing that we're trying to pick up, and 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 we know it's going to be more and more important working on various apps for stakeholders for athletes uh, apps around the transport system all these things are now part of our life huh? so we need to to understand that and, and take it to the next level with paris 2024 and in terms of environment definitely you know we're, we're living in a new world today these these things uh, need to be taken into consideration it's now on, on the center of the agenda and we've decided to cut by half for instance the, the carbon footprint in paris 2024 from from london 2012 and and we're looking at everything that has been done here, whether it's the use of woods uh, in, in, in the venues, the way you, you, you look at uh, uh, heat mitigation measures. I was telling you about that, uh, the, the transport systems and the use of clean vehicles, obviously, but also 
you know, we talked about the, the carbon footprint, for instance, for us, we went the other way around in a way that we actually set up some objectives uh, there and, and every every direction, every uh, every functional area has as a budget in terms of, of, of carbon footprint. So we try to find solutions to be more proactive in finding solutions to actually uh, get down on, on the carbon footprint and working on, you know, waste management and reclining, recycling, least 80% of the waste management, even our procurement policy uh, takes the circular economy at the center from the start. Uh, so, so we are we are very ambitious, and, and our Japanese friend already started down that route, and, and again learn from that and go one step further with the, with the Paris Games. The good thing is we feel we are going in the right direction, and again we feel that it's it's almost a natural move. Uh, we're living in a new world. You've talked about the you've taken a, a slightly smaller team to Tokyo. Obviously, Tokyo is a, a transformed games um, because of COVID. What what have the implications? for you guys being of the pandemic in, in terms of how you've been operating over the last 18 months? To be frank, it hasn't impacted us so much as we were more in the planning phase. And obviously the construction work has been going on uh, according to plan and schedules, thanks to our delivery partner, the Solideo, who is actually delivering the infrastructure. And uh, we haven't been impacted too much. Uh, in terms of organization. Now we're getting into a phase where we kept the ambition uh, around open games. You know, Paris, we want to get one step further in taking the sport and taking the games out in the open, maybe go to places uh, out of the stadium. Uh, you, you heard about our, our opening ceremony that we want to take it out of the stadium, be more open, open to the public. The one thing we learned during the bid is that people want to take part. And if we want those games to be a success, we, we need to bring them closer to the people. Obviously, here the pandemic is has been difficult for our Japanese friends, but but we know that trend is very strong. And, and we have an opportunity with Paris to, again, get out of the stadium. Uh, you know that we're going to be using 70% of existing venues. 25 will be temporary, but those temporary revenue, we, we put them out in the open. Chateau de Versailles for the equestrian. Uh, we'll get to the Champ de Mars for, for the beach volleyball in the city center of Paris, Concorde for the urban sport. Again, uh, the urban sport for us is a symbol because it's a, it's, it's a way also of opening to new audiences, younger audiences with the breaking, with the skateboarding. We see the success here. We see the success of surfing. Uh, fantastic. And, and it shows that, you know, we are going in the right direction uh, together with the IOC, together with some IFs. Tokyo opened a bit of the door and now we're pushing it even further. Uh, and, and these are very important for us and we feel we are in the right direction. Uh, you know, the mass event is another example uh, of, of, you know, one step further, opening the games to the people. Uh, it would be fantastic. Can you imagine the opportunity for uh, you and me to, to, to run a marathon after uh, in the same conditions that the athletes right after the, the, the Olympic marathon. Uh, we'll do a mass event also in cycling. And we're trying to engage also through technology. You mentioned technology, you know, with the connected sport uh, and what we can do with those connecting sport. And uh, there, there are so many things we can do, and, and we are keen and ambitious uh, to, to do that with Paris 24. Yeah, I mean, that concept, let, let's talk a bit about the Paris 24 concept. That idea of taking the games into the city, I guess, has been a, a cornerstone of it from... The bid phase, even perhaps from parts of it from from previous bids that that weren't successful for Paris, things change. You've had uh, different venue plan 
finalised um, towards the end of last year. But how has the how's the concept evolved as you've kind of gone from piece of paper to real world over the last couple of years when when you've uh, started to put things into practice? Well, actually, it's been quite stable. If you look at the history of the bids, uh, and again, if you look at here, for instance, there's been a lot of changes since the bid book. Uh, actually, we've been quite consistent with with our with, with the bid book. We we made a few changes, as you mentioned, where we kind of optimized even more the concept by trying to bring uh, you know the temporary structure. We, we we actually we made savings by by being able to optimize the competition schedule and and use less venue, uh, but the concept has stayed the same. It was quite simple. At first, we, we tried to use as many venues as possible, existing venues as possible. So everything that we could use, we did. Uh, and then thanks to the Agenda 2020, to the capacity uh, opened by the IOC, we, we were able to secure 70% of our venues that were existing. Then we looked at what do we need to build for the future? Uh, and, and we obviously needed a, a new swimming pool. We haven't <laughs> we haven't had a new swimming pool in Paris for since, since 1924, I mean, uh, uh, here's what enabling us to, to welcome big events, but it will be also a community center and, and in an area where there is a huge need for, for aquatic equipment. And actually this summer we are having pop-up swimming pools to, uh, to enhance the, the, the potentiality for, for the community to, to, to learn how to swim. And it's a very important thing for us. Uh, to allow communities to to benefit from the games, but so so we looked at what do we need to construct. We have that swimming pool and an eight thousand seater in, in in the city of Paris. We were an equipment that was lacking, and every everything else is temporary. But when we thought about temporary, we came back to that concept of we need to bring the games in the middle of the city. We need to bring the game to the people as close as possible, so the athletes can not only. Uh, have a fantastic scenery to deliver their, their sport, but also to, again, to communicate and, and, and to build something uh, with, the, with, with the public. And, 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 and Paris, for that, is a fantastic city. When you've been working out where to, where to take events, particularly those that you're taking out into the city, but where have you struck a balance between something that looks great on television, like Place de la Concorde is going to look, you know, it's, it's going to immediately be familiar to people as Paris. But was there ever a conversation where there are communities within Paris who wanted to have those sports that matter to them, close to them, if you see what I mean? Well, I think the concept is, if, if again, we went from the existing. Uh, so, so the existing venues are there. And we're talking about, for example, Vers-sur-Mont, which is on the, 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 uh, the, the east of Paris, where we'll have the rowing and the, and the canoe. The, the, Venues are there on the western side. You get you get the cycling and you get uh, the golf uh, that is there. Then then we invested in the north of Paris, Saint Saint Denis, which is one of the poorest region in France, and and we thought that you know we would give them that that boost by welcoming the games. We have the Stade de France there, but we will also build the Olympic Village in that area, the Media Village. We'll have the Media Center up north. And that's where we build the swimming pool. And, and actually, the 8,000-seater is really uh, between the, uh, the the north of Paris and, and that area. So basically, what we're saying there, the statement is that we're investing. And, the, and the, what we are investing, we're investing in, in those, let's say, less developed area that needed the energy of the games to actually uh, enhance their development. And then in the center of Paris... Obviously, it's an area where where it speaks, as you mentioned, to the world. It's uh, it's just a, a, a wonderful era, you know. It, it's our cultural heritage, 
and we're more than happy to share it uh, with, with the Olympic family and, and with the fans around the world. So it's a, it's actually a great combination of, of uh, the, the games at the service of Paris and, and, and Paris at the service of the games. What's the uptake been like from the commercial sector in France? You signed, was it Sanofi, as, um, as your latest sponsor recently and, and you have a target to to reach two thirds of your your overall sponsorship target by the end of the year, but how would you how would you characterize that journey, that sponsorship journey? Well, I would I would characterize it uh, maybe so far so good would be what I what what I would think. It, it it you know looking at the at the overall situation and the, the economic situation following the pandemic, etc. It's it's not a be an, an easy time huh, uh, for the economic sectors, but they've always showed a great interest for the games. As you mentioned, we were able to secure already almost 600 million euros, which is the biggest ever, you know, sponsorship program in France for a sport event. Uh, we are more, we are very optimistic that we'll reach two thirds of our targets by the end of the year. And, and conversations have never stopped, uh, with the main French companies. Uh, they've always been interested into the games. They see the dynamic. They see the potential. Uh, everybody is thinking of, you know, what will be next, that pandemic, looking forward to positive project, to project that can bring people together. Uh, and, 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 and frankly, they, they share the, the, the ambition that we have that, that the Olympic Games could be, uh, and Thomas Bach already said that these Olympic Games will be the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel, but, uh, uh, definitely they, they, they see, you know, we get 84% of the French people behind the organization of the game as of today. I think all the engagement that we're doing throughout France, because it's not just a Paris project, it's, it's, it's a project for France is, is working really well. Uh, there is a, uh, around our program Terre de Jeu, uh, uh, we've got more than 5,000 entities that are willing to support the Paris Games to be part of it, whether it's through engagement program, through uh, a legacy program around sport, through the celebration of sports. Uh, we have a lot of things going on right now uh, around the Games. This shows some kind of a dynamism around the games and, 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 and companies are, are, they want to be part of it. So it might have had a little influence on the timing of things, but, uh, but we feel there is a great interest and, 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 uh, and very, we're very optimistic, frankly. What has, um, particularly the pandemic, but also the kind of the attendant, you know, economic issues, what, what has that done to your commercial program? How has that changed the momentum? In the middle of the pandemic, there were more serious things to deal with, uh, with companies than, you know, they were trying to survive, some of them, and uh, trying to understand what was going to happen. And uh, so it was, uh, uh, it, 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 it was not the time to announce, uh, with some of them we actually discussed very at length, but it, it, it's more of a, you know, we under, we all understood that there were more serious things that, that at that time we we had to step back a little bit and, and 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 wait until things get a bit better and and we know that you know it's it's still on the move uh, so so obviously it does impact on our discussion but but globally speaking again the, the interest is there and we're very optimistic and in terms of the public facing side of that messaging has that actually been affected we're we're still a few years away from, I suppose, the full public engagement that you'd expect for, for a Games. But, you know, have there been things that you've not done in the media space that perhaps you would have done if you'd had the last 18 months as expected? Well, definitely it, it, it has an impact. You know, we, we want to put more support in people's life. And to do that, we want to use and leverage on clubs, for instance. 
on, on the national federation, what they do on a day-to-day basis within their clubs, that has been very important for us. And, and, and uh, obviously with the pandemic, with what was happening, with things stopped, we, we just couldn't use that leverage uh, because people just couldn't gather and couldn't do the thing. So again, it was a bit more difficult for us to, to, to get out there and, and, and get people to do sport. We, we saw actually during the pandemic how sport was important for the people. It was one of the exceptions that allowed people you know, to run for an hour, to do those, uh, that physical education. And we could actually feel how important sport was in the life of the people. But, but to leverage on what were, you know, the clubs were doing uh, and, and, and make sure that, that we have that collective approach to it, because sport is also a social experience, uh, was a bit more difficult to do. Now we feel that you know, things are, are getting back uh, to normal and we have those uh, uh, decisions that have been taken at, at the national level to help people with a passport to go back, to, go back in their clubs, uh, feed up the federation with the uh, sports. And, and, and now we'll be more than happy to, to participate and to contribute through the club Paris 2024 uh, into, in, into that sport engagement. How would you define the commercial concept for Paris? You're, you're between two games that are Tokyo 2020 has been incredibly successful with its domestic sponsorship program. LA 2028 is is promising uh, a really kind of distinctive evolution of that sponsorship program. And they're two very big media markets. Paris is as well, um, but, but obviously it's a market that operates differently from those two. So how have you worked to to create a program that, that works effectively for, for the French market and the needs of the partners that you have there? Well, as you mentioned, the, the, the French market might be a little smaller than the US market or even the Japanese market, uh, looking at the size of the country and the territory that we can play on, because as you mentioned, it's a domestic program and the IOC keeping the rest of the program internationally. But we, we, we are fortunate to have very strong companies in some, in, in, in some areas, you know, world champions in their categories. And, and that enabled us to be quite ambitious with that commercial program. Then you, you get the sponsorship program, but also you have the ticketing program. And if you look at, you know, what, what the, the, the concept is, seems to be very appealing and we're very optimistic into, for, for our ticketing program, we could be, even more international compared to some previous games because we, we Harris is, is easily reachable for, for, you know, I think we got 57 countries within, within three hours uh, with a fast train, with a lot of accommodation options uh, offered. So uh, we believe that, that, that it will be very accessible and that our ticketing program will be, will be, will be quite successful. Uh, thanks to uh, to the IOC and 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 the collaboration we had with Milan Cortina and and LA28, we we have a very uh, uh, good partner with the hospitality program with on location that has been uh, announced uh, a couple of months ago, and we are very happy with that deal. And then and then the licensing program is going to be promising. Uh, uh, we have some good return, and we've already secured one third of our. Uh, of our licensing program objective for minimum guarantees. And it's just the beginning. We signed about 15 deals out of uh, an objective of 80. So things are, 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 are looking quite good on the commercial program globally, uh, whether it's licensing, whether it's ticketing, hospitality or sponsorship. Something we'll come on to talk about a bit is, and that you've mentioned already, things like digital engagement, things like mass participation, 
events in, in Marathon and, and so on. What um, inventory is that created for you? How are you going to connect that part of the concept to what you're doing commercially? Well, actually, we yeah, you know, we, we have that concept of what they call signature properties within the Olympic movement, and definitely the torch relay has been the most popular. But uh, uh, we've we've uh, we've included mass event as a new as a new opportunity for for a commercial program. We also have a, uh, some interest in activations around the volunteer program. Uh, we believe a lot in the volunteer program. Again, our games we want our games to be open for the people, and and that starts with the volunteer program. We're very ambitious on that one. Uh, so we're trying to connect that with, with obviously the, uh, the commercial program and, 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 and the top sponsors, but not only the domestic sponsors that showed a great interest into those programs. The Torch Relay, uh, obviously is going to be also one thing we will be working in the concept and we, we believe we will have an innovative concept again. We try to innovate in any of those big, you know, set piece of the games and, uh, and, uh, we were quite confident that we'll bring new opportunities. Uh, we mentioned the, the opening ceremonies uh, in the city and, and in terms of hospitality. There again, Paris is, is offering fantastic opportunities. And when you have, uh, you know, the equestrian at the Chateau de Versailles, you can see that you can do something that could be quite extraordinary. So, uh, you know, the experience will be very important. And, and, and part of that experience, we, we believe that the commercial program will, you know, there'll be some, some things that are going to be quite unique uh, with the Paris 2024 experience. On innovation, what what kind of a role are we going to see technology playing in in Paris twenty twenty four? What are what are some of the the really distinctive, really core things that that you're hoping to do with uh, with new technology? You know, technology is some kind of a process. There are going to be things that are going to be maybe not spectacular, but it's just going to be like uh, you know obvious. Uh, <laughs> Uh, because user friendly uh, and, and will help the life of, of, of people. I think uh, we can expect a lot in, in terms of sports presentation in respect to technology and what it can do. And you can see now today, you know, those ceremonies with the mappings, with the lights and, and with the sound and all that thing you can do. I think we will be able to connect spectators together much, much more. Uh, I think we will be able to create a spectator experience from outside the stadium also. Uh, I think there will be more and more connection between what's happening in the stadium and what's coming outside uh, with fan engagement. Uh, so, so there are things that are going to be around the organizations to smooth up the experience. Uh, that's probably something that the general public will not see, but we hope that you know the, the main stakeholders will benefit from and starting with the athletes. But, but we also think that, that you know, technology will, will help uh, uh, connecting more and more people to the game, and, and that's you know something very 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 interesting. You mentioned you know we mentioned connecting sport, but you know you, you can probably make a model of, of what would be I don't know the the, the riding course for cycling and, and 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 ride the Olympic course from home at the same time of the athletes. That that's going to be you know easy to to set up and to do in twenty twenty four. So there are many things that. Will will do thanks to technology to connect more and more people to the games. So it's it's a question of technology being an enabler rather than kind of a layer between the sport and the the fan. You know, it's not a, it's not a visible part of the experience, but it's kind of everywhere. I, I think so. I mean, that's what we experience in our day to day's life, and we get more and more connected object. And 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 I think if if they are user friendly, if they help you in your experience, it it becomes almost naturally. Uh, I, it doesn't need to be like a breakthrough. You know, I'm, 
I'm not expecting, you know, huge technological breakthrough, but just, you know, little things that are going to be making your life easier, making your life, uh, again, more connected. And, you know, a lot of data will now be available that will enhance the, the, the broadcast experience, but also the sports presentation experience. And we can see it already, you know, with temperature things on, on horses and these kind of stuff to, to, again, make people understand better what's happening. Uh, because there is a, a, a good a, a good ability to to deal with all the data that can be available and, and, and be presented in a smart way so that people get more of what they what they see what they hear and, and what they can experience I mean where this is leading us to I guess is there'll be a lot of conversation around Paris 2024 about the role of the modern city or the shape of the modern city particularly because of the ambitions of the mayor who during her re-election campaign was talking about the 15-minute city, reorganizing urban areas to work better for people. How connected is the games to that type of a vision of, of a modern city, a modern urban space? It's linked to a lot of areas. Take transport, for instance. I mean, the, the fact that we're going to, you know, 100% of our spectators should come through public transport or soft transport kind of thing, and we're going to look very much into how do we use the bike uh, within that mix. Uh, the logistics, uh, we mentioned the river, but the river is also a great tool for logistics and how can we use the river uh, more for logistics, which is already a trend in the city of Paris. We mentioned waste. Uh, you know, there is a, an ambition for the city of Paris to, uh, you know, unique plastic uh, to get rid of, 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 of plastic and, 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 and we will completely embrace that and look at our packaging for various things, uh, food waste, uh, how can we, can we manage not to, to, to have any, any waste in food, all these things that are part of the agenda uh, of, of a modern city, we want to embrace that in the organization of the games. And we feel actually that, that we, can be a, we can be a model uh, in that way and, 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 and a sustainable model for, for, for major events to come. And, and, and I think we, we share a responsibility there. Uh, and, and I think it's a matter of, of, of ensuring the future of, of, of big events like the Olympic Games. We, we need to, uh, to, to really get into that sustainability standard and raise the bar uh, higher and higher. The 15-minute city, just for the benefit of anyone listening who's... Um not familiar with it is the idea that you know a citizen will have all the kind of core amenities um you know food healthcare education uh public spaces within 15 minutes yeah and work within 15 minutes of uh of, of their home uh on, on public transport or, or self-powered transport walking cycling etc a big part of that again is is physical activity and, and kind of encouraging more people to if they're not using public transport to, to walk or to cycle to, to places. This is always kind of a contentious point, and it's a, it was a contentious point around London, I can remember years ago, about the connection between the games and, um, and encouraging physical activity in, in a host nation and in a host city. What plans do you have to pull all of that messaging together and to, to kind of support programmes coming out of the games, and how realistic are you about what's possible in that area? We have a, a, a very strong support from the national government and then from regional governments on and local governments into uh, a very ambitious program. And, and, and maybe the, the biggest one is 
is making sure that, that we got 30 minutes of, of physical activities in, in, in primary school. Uh, this is a program that has been supported by the Ministry of Education uh, and, 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 and Sport. Uh, it, 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 we've been working on that for, for some time. Uh, we've been going to schools for the last five years, starting with the bid, with the, with the Olympic and Paralympic week in school, uh, where, where we spend a week where, with athletes coming down schools, talking about their experience, uh, kids trying uh, new sports, a lot of Paralympic sports also to make them understand and, and, uh, and engage with, with the, with the, uh, uh, with the handicap world. Um, and, and, and it has a tremendous success. And, and the games are, uh, it, it's a catalyst uh, for this, but, but we see a, a great support. And, and now we're very confident that that program, that 30 minutes of, of, of physical activities in schools is going to be uh, implemented all around the country. And that's a very concrete element. Then we will work with, obviously, uh, companies. We, we believe that sports should go where people are. So definitely school is there. First one, and we know that somebody who take up sport early uh, uh, has a good chance to keep on doing sport you know, all his life, and, and it's true the other way around. If you don't start, you know, doing sport when you're young, and it's more and more difficult to get there. So it's it's a key element uh, looking at you know issues which are in today's world issues like like you know. Uh, uh, how you say that in English, uh, the well, health issues, but also the, the fact that we're not moving enough huh? and, and we want that to really get involved. And uh, uh, the, the program, we, we mentioned Terre de Jeu, the program is quite interesting because it's been, the, the idea is to uh, give tools and share ideas with, with, with uh, organization throughout France. And, and we have now uh, all the regions, uh, almost 5,000, entities that are willing to take up the program. That means that there are 27 million people in France who live in an area Terre de Jeu. And that has been, uh, uh, there's been initiative like, uh, uh, you know, race courses throughout the city uh, that has been tagged as, as being, you know, Paris 2024 courses where people can, can rug and jog and it does that also on, on cycling routes. Uh, and, and this transforms into real physical activity, and we can see that uh, already, uh, already very strongly being implemented with local initiatives, and people are sharing about best practices, etc. So again, we're trying to, to to communicate around those initiatives so that they are take they are taken here and then, and and and, and we see through the club Paris twenty twelve, we have more than two hundred people that are encouraged to take up challenges around sports activity. And we, we are not only targeting people that are already doing sport every day. Uh, you know, the, uh, the Strava, Garmin, you know, all those, all those application guys. We're also trying to target people that, that, that are interested and want to take part, but we give them ideas and, and, and opportunities to, to take part of, of that, you know, I would say, uh, uh, community around the games and, and, and so far we're quite successful. So yes, we think, we think we have a, an opportunity to be a platform to communicate about physical activity, about sport, about what it can bring to, 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 to you as a person, to society as a whole. And, uh, and, and, you know, the, the games are coming home only 
uh, once a hundred years for us and we want to take every opportunity to promote sport. I mean, is it a question, you use the the term physical activity quite a lot there, is it a question of, um, of focusing on that, on, on getting people moving more than perhaps getting people interested in formal sport as a as a first step? And what's the impact of the change to the programme where you have different kinds of sports now um, breaking, for example, in, in Paris 2024, but also skateboarding, surfing and climbing in, in these games? Um, you know, what's the impact of that on that kind of messaging? Well, I think we don't want to oppose the physical activity and the sports. Uh, and as you said, sometimes it's a, it's a way to start. And, and that's why we I was talking uh, earlier about leveraging on, 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 on clubs, on federations, because at the end of the day, we believe that, they, you know, in France, we get 17 million people doing sports through the federations and through the sports. And, and at the end of the day, they are so important into keeping you know, also a, a dynamic going. Yeah? Uh, it's uh, uh, so it's very important. And then you got those those new sport, if you wish, that 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 are working a bit differently through through digital media communities, through digital media, as people filming themselves, posting it, uh, maybe more accessible, more more direct, uh, more spontaneous. Also, uh, but we believe all that is 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 good, uh, and it's part of a of a common uh, goal, which is, as you said, to put, you know, to move uh, and, and to have a healthy life. And that's what sport is all about. It's, uh, and, and if you push one step further, it's, it's Olympism, a better world through sport. Okay. Um, we are running a little short on time, but I just wanted to kind of bring the conversation back round to the preparations now over the next three years and, and, and the handover. What's the, what's the energy in your, team like not just after the pandemic and and the kind of disconnection that's happened there and, and working remotely all that type of thing but you're coming to a point where you're obviously going to be scaling up to deliver the games you have people who've been on board like yourself since the bid phase and the, the, the in the pre-bid phase and you will then have specialists joining who are brand new to the team bringing new ideas new energy how do you how do you balance all of that? How do you uh, keep everybody pointing in the right direction now for the last three years of this process? Well, that's a good question. I think, frankly, I think we're all excited, uh, and and this and us coming here in Tokyo and seeing the Olympic Games happening, uh, and, and and you know in, in a few weeks the the Paralympic Games gives us a, a fantastic boost. Uh, as I mentioned, the the uh, we believe the fundamentals are there. Uh, you know, the venues are secured. We got a venue plan. Uh, the constructions are going well. The commercial program is, you know, is living his life. Uh, fundamentals are there. And now we, we know that the world is being, is going to, to be focused on us for the next ones. Uh, uh, we can feel the excitement. We hear a lot about, you know, like here, you know, Paris is next, Paris is next. I think there's a little pressure. There's a little pressure coming in, but a positive pressure. I think people are, are really exciting into, into delivering what will be very ambitious games. And I think uh, despite the pandemic, our ambition and, and Tony Estonga is carrying that ambition is, is, is really high. We want to, again, set up a new benchmark. We mentioned environmental issues, but, but not only, you know, the, the openness of the games. And, and, and uh, we, are, we are very excited. We are very excited. Uh, we know that it's still a long journey uh, and that now it's going to go downhill very, very strongly. Uh, but we're excited. Uh, 
we're taking up the challenge and 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 i think the whole team is is uh you know almost ready to to get out there and 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 deliver the best do you feel like your your job has changed the the position that paris is now taking up in the olympic story has changed because of what's happened this year the fact that tokyo wasn't able to be open to to fans and to international travelers um but also the the big discussions that have been happening about the future of the Olympic movement um, that have kind of been brought to that brought to a head by everything that's gone on. Well, first of all, again, I, I we must commend Tokyo for what they've done because, frankly, being able to deliver the games at this level they're delivering it with what happened is just amazing. And I think the the Olympic family, the the athletes, the ISR, you know, they ought to thanks them to 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 be able to to put that up and. But yes, definitely, it it, it opens for us. Uh, uh, people are 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 willing to to be able to experience uh, you know fans in the in the stadiums, etc. And we hope we hope the conditions are going to be allowing us to do that. And and definitely, that's 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 our objective. But that brings a new excitement uh, for 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 the Paris Games, definitely. But again, we are. This is exactly what we wanted to do from day one, uh, to be able to 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 have that excitement with as many and to connect the games with with as many people as possible, uh, and and go outside the you know the usual you know stadium TV can 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 show and, and and we think that uh, there's a, a, a again thanks to technology thanks to the concept that we're developing thanks also to the IOC. And the IFs and the NOCs that are willing to 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 make the model evolve, uh, we have a fantastic opportunity, and and we think we're ready. How do you manage this feeling now of delivering Olympic Games is delivering kind of a thousand different things? But is there are there are there individual points that you keep focused on um, over the next couple of years that you've got in your mind? Okay, I want to, I will feel better once I've delivered that kind of thing. Well, I, like I said, the fundamentals are there. Whether it's around, you know, transport, accommodation, venues, which are you know the, the the big, big basic stuff. Security obviously will be key. Then I think it's about the athletes, uh, and 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 we need to focus on the athletes. Athletes first, definitely, because they are the one that are going to make things happening. Uh, for me, the volunteer program is going to be a key uh, element, but that's maybe a personal touch. Uh, uh, I believe that that volunteers are volunteer program is one of the most important program in in the games delivery because those guys are actually the one that are delivering the games and 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 putting the the soul and the ambience and and and, and what the games are and and uh, and and we'll try to again uh, never forget that that you know why we're doing this. Uh, and we're doing this uh, to 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 bring more sports in people's life and and to get people connecting with 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 sport with the athletes uh, because we believe they are a fantastic role model. Uh, we believe that sport can can bring a lot of emotions uh, and 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 help in 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 actually addressing and sometimes solving you know problems that that we got to go through with society and. Uh, and I think sport needs to take part into that evolution, and and the Olympic Games is probably the uh, the the best showcase that that's available out there. And how does your job change? How does your team's job change once you take that flag off to the 
closing ceremony. Are you ready for that? Do you know, do you know what to expect? Well, that's a good question. I think you, you know, one thing I've learned is, is not to expect too much, but to adapt globally all the time. We know that, uh, you know, we're going to have a, a, a curve of, of we're going to have to include a, a lot of people in the next, in the next three years. Uh, there's going to be a lot of work ahead of us, uh, a lot of exciting work. Um, and, uh, and now we'll get into a much more operational phase and uh, we're going to see that everything that we designed and, and, and thought out strategically how that will be implemented. Uh, so we'll be coming closer and closer to, to the action and to the operation. And I think it's going to be a very exciting time moving forward. Etienne, thanks very much for your time. Thank you. The Sports Pro Podcast is published by Sports Pro Media. The producer is Ed Dixon. Mm-hmm.